Welcome to Name Two Bands with Andy and Andy. As ever, I am Andy Brown, and joining me as Two always... Two Bands with Andy and Andy! That is Andy Samford, everyone. Ah, episode for our our patreon subscribers uh we don't have any patreon subscribers uh let's just see if we can retain any kiss fans for listeners of our general music podcast yes hopefully uh so if you're a kiss fan and you're listening to this show uh for the first time hopefully you'll check out some of other our other episodes and uh you'll find them to your liking um so Basically, um, just to set this up, uh, Andy got to meet one of his musical heroes uh, this weekend, which is, of course, Gene Simmons of the band Kiss. I got to meet him because I paid a lot of money to meet him. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> why don't you uh, give us the general overview of uh, what this was and exactly how it came about? Well, I was... Um basically going up to Nashville to do the Gene Simmons vault experience. And what that is, is is he's put together a box set of, um, initially it was advertised as 10 discs, 150 songs, um, all unreleased. It ended up being 11 discs, 165 songs. Nice. So that's pretty cool. And, um, so the only way you can buy the vault, is to purchase this vault experience and go and meet Gene and he gives you the vault personally. And, um, that's not a, a cheap, uh, endeavor. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fortunately, my daughter is cool with staying at the cheaper hotel at Disney this summer. So I was managed <laughs> to finagle the budget and, uh, 
make the vault experience happen. But uh, if you go to the website, GeneSimmonsVault.com, which Gene promotes all the time, you can see that it costs $2,000 to go, so there's no need to make that a big secret or anything. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there was there was never any doubt for me at that price point. Initially, when it first they first started talking about it, there were rumors of it maybe being ten grand or five grand, and either of those would have probably made it unobtainable for me. Uh, but when they announced the price at two thousand dollars, I was like, "Oh, that's perfect." And they probably started the rumors of the higher price at first, so that when you saw two thousand, you'd be like, "Oh, what a deal!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so um, but the reason why there was like not even a shred of doubt in my mind that I would pay. $2,000 for 11 CDs uh, because that's essentially what, you know, what I was in it for. I mean, all the other stuff is cool. Meeting Gene is awesome. It was really fun. And the vault is a really cool package. It's freaking huge. It weighs 40 pounds. comes with a huge book. It comes with a Gene Simmons doll. comes with a coin. comes with bonus gifts directly from Gene's Kiss collection. So there's a lot of cool stuff. But for me, it's about the music. And, you know, from age of four... Kiss became my first and last favorite band. I know we were talking about first and last favorite bands yeah, last night. Yeah, we were last night. So, um, you know, I was a big music fan from from birth. I get from before birth, really. <laughs> my mom played music in the headphones, but um, so at age four, my mom thinks, "Oh, Andy likes clowns, and Andy likes music." <laughs> Here's these albums in the cutout bin. These guys look like clowns. I'll give them to him for Christmas. So that was pretty much the beginning of of the uh, disease. And the rest <laughs> is history. <laughs> yeah, and I started basically buying a new Kiss record out of the used bin every week. It was 1980, 1981. Everyone was selling their Kiss albums because they were past a, a past fad at that point in yeah. America. So every week I, I could go to the used bin at the record store, lay out, 10 or 11 Kiss records and pick which one I wanted. It was like my allowance for the week, I guess. So over time, I uh, had them all, and, and the new ones would be released pretty regularly. At that at that time, they put out a new album every year pretty regularly. Yeah. And, you know, the greatest high in my life at as a young kid was hearing new Kiss music. So that's something that's always... St- stuck with me and you know over time i started getting into collecting bootlegs of live shows and bootlegs of demos and unreleased songs that somehow you know got out there between at the time what were tape traders and what are now like file shares i guess <laughs> yeah and you are uh, and, uh, one of those music fans that uh if you're a fan of a band you totally geek out on them you're a total completist right you have to have everything. Once I, once I, yeah, once I go over that, line, that you know, there's a, a line I have where, you know, I like something that's cool and I'll just have the albums I like. But once I'm like totally into a band, yes, I want to have everything they've ever done, good or bad, just so, you know, I have a full representation of their work because I'm interested in anything they've ever done. Yeah, which is why it's believable uh, that you would pay that much money uh not so much to meet Gene Simmons, but to get the uh, to get the music those unreleased eleven CDs. Yeah, right. Because yeah, I mean, so I've got sense. pretty much every piece of Kiss audio that circulates among traders. Yeah, <laughs> I've got every demo that's out there to be gotten, and 
at times I've had some that weren't really out there that that I've, I've paid money for in the past. <laughs> so and actually at at the going rate of what like really rare stuff goes on the underground Kiss market, Jeans Vault is a is a deal because if anyone came to me and said I have a CD of fifteen songs from Gene Simmons that you've never heard before, and I want two hundred dollars for it, You'd do I would it. have done it without a thought. Yeah. So Gene's <laughs> got the got the the ultimate source of unreleased Gene songs, and yeah. So I mean, you know, the fact that he he started talking about this box set in um, two thousand five. Oh, and another thing is, it's it's always been known among uh, you know Kiss fans that follow pretty closely that that for every album, Gene would write probably thirty or forty songs for that album knowing that only four or five of them were going to get used. Right. And when he writes, you know, he, they did solo albums in 1978, and Gene's solo album was one of the weirdest ones because it was, it, was, it was more like Beatle-type pop and, and <clears throat> orchestras and stuff as opposed to his Kiss thing. So, so we've, we've known that Gene writes a lot of songs, and he writes songs that are, like, all over the place. So... Everyone's known there's this this large cachet of unreleased Gene Simmons songs. So in 2005, he started talking about putting out a 100 song or more box set, and then it went quiet for a couple of years. And people were like, oh, it'll probably never come out. I don't, you know, who knows? And then he started talking about it again around 2009, 2010. And we're like, oh, cool, cool. He's finally gonna put it out, you know. And <laughs> and then all went quiet again and every once in a while someone would bring up the topic and it was like, yeah, it's probably never going to happen. It's just Gene talking, you know? And, um, so finally in 20, late 2015, early 2016, they started talking about that he was working with Rhino records to make it happen. And that it was definitely going to be coming out within another year or so. And, uh, and then it was announced, I guess it was about, I'll say August or September of last year. So and he was probably working on announced. it the whole time. That's probably what he was doing. And uh, when he had yeah, a, I mean, he, a stacks second. of stacks of tapes that had to be transferred to digital, and then they went and had them all mastered. And well, and uh, as you said, if he was writing like thirty-five to forty songs uh, for albums that only had like he had only like four or five songs on, then he probably had tons of songs to uh, sift through. Oh yeah, that that as well. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's definitely more than the 165 he put out, and he's yeah. already mentioned Vault Two on a couple <laughs> of occasions. So. Uh, as long as he, you know, every if he can, every three or four years, give me some time, you know, to build up the cash flow again. Some money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, I should probably mention. Uh, I should have mentioned this at the outset. Um, again, for those of you who maybe have never listened to any of our shows before. I am not a Kiss fan at all, um, which is not to say that I dislike Kiss, um, just that I've never, just never got into them. Just never really listened to Kiss. You know, I mean, I know like uh, uh, rock and roll all night and stuff, but the hits. Everyone knows that. Yeah, but that's about it. <laughs> um, so I am coming at this from a place of uh, complete ignorance other than obviously I could imagine um, – like if Keith Richards put out a vault and uh, <laughs> you got to have him hand it to you personally. Um, 
that's probably about how I excited I would be about that. Um, right, right. So, right. uh, what, uh, what did you get from his, uh, personal collection of memorabilia or whatever? I'll get there. Oh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> well, continue. <laughs> okay. So, so, uh, they announced August 2017, they announced the vault, how it was going to work, the whole experiences and, you know, you could go meet him. Uh, you could have him come to your house. That would be $50,000. Oof. You know, which if you've got 50 yeah, grand to throw yeah. around without a, a thought, you know, that'd be pretty cool to have Gene over for a couple hours. <laughs> sure. And he's sold exactly one of those so far, and it, it looked like a good time, but <laughs> that's a lot of money. So I initially, I initially uh, bought a vault for Atlanta. And Atlanta initially was scheduled for July, which kind of sucked because he was going to start doing this in January. The first weekend of January in Los Angeles was the first one. So I was like, well, I'm going to have to wait six months longer than the first person to get this. And, uh, but you know, whatever. So, uh, Along somewhere along the way in the process, I think it was February, they announced some new dates, and one of them was Nashville in April. And I'm like, well, yeah, Nashville is a, a, a nice short drive for me. I've made that drive many a time for shows, and and um, I'll get the vault three months earlier. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Makes sense. So then, as an additional uh, bonus for the Nashville vault experience. I I think I mentioned it on a podcast before, but in January they had a big Atlanta Kiss convention. Yes, which was the uh, first public appearance of Kiss's second lead guitarist, uh, the guy that replaced the original Ace Frehley. <coughs> His name was uh, Vinny Vincent, and for a long time he was known in fan circles as the Howard Hughes of Kiss because he was a <laughs> weird eccentric dude, and at one point he disappeared and didn't make any public appearances except for an unfortunate incident where he was arrested um, for some stuff that happened at his house. Ooh, that's not good. Well, it was, it was a domestic thing, but it, he ended up being exonerated of it. And the other thing was, is he had a lot of rescue dogs uh, and, okay. And he had had several rescue dogs pass, and it was wintertime, and he was unable to bury them, so he was storing them in plastic bins. Oof. So the cops show up at his house, and what they see is that he's just beat the shit out of his wife, and he's got all these dead dogs. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't look good. So that's the only like time his there was anything about him publicly in the last probably 15, 20 years. So he made his first reappearance at this Atlanta thing, and then at that point in time, he announced that Gene had invited him to the Nashville Vault Experience, and he was going to show up at the Nashville Vault Experience. And Gene and Vinny hadn't seen each other in 25, 30 years, and the last interactions they had were all the times that Vinny was suing Kiss for his perceived lack of uh, songwriting royalty payments, which he lost every... He brought probably... 20 lawsuits against kiss and lost all of them. Lost all of them. So it was a strained relationship to say the least, but, yeah. um, apparently Gene sent him an email because it was a track they had written together that he wanted to put on the box set that hadn't been released. And he was seeking his permission. Cause he did that with everyone. 
and Vinny got the email and was like, "Wow, Gene emailed me," and 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 uh, so he's going to show up at the Nashville Vault Experience. That's a so that another was, bonus. You know, like at that point, I was like, "Okay, this is going to be you know just something to witness," you know. So that's that. I was like even happier that I had changed my uh, experience from Atlanta to Nashville. <clears throat> So, um, the Nashville Vault experience was this past Saturday. We drove up Friday night. <coughs> Initially, we were going to drive up uh, earlier Friday and like hang out in Nashville Friday night. But uh, my buddy that's gone up with me is one of my best friends that we've done all kinds of Kiss events together. We've traveled to Vancouver to see them on Millennium New Year's Eve, and we we've traveled you know lots of places to see shows around the southeast. And he's, you know, one of my bandmates, and so, you know, we've been friends for, uh, it's about 20 plus years now. So, he had to go to a niece's birthday party that he'd forgotten about that was super important to him, so he did that, and then we went to Nashville, got started at probably about 10 p.m. our time, and Nashville is one hour back, because we're traveling into Central, so he rolled into Nashville, I guess, 3 a.m. our time, 2 a.m. Nashville time. Oof. And so um, we get up there, and he's like, "Did you bring a pipe?" I'm like, "No." He's <laughs> like, "Well, then we need to. We're gonna need to drive somewhere to find some papers." And so we found the bad part of uh, Nashville that you're not supposed to go to. <laughs> <laughs> but we managed to get some papers, so we were able to uh, uh, smoke and relax before crashing. And it was still, even though I was tired from driving, and it was late, and I had gotten up early on Friday, so I'd get tired early Friday night. I still had a hard time going to sleep. I was just so Too excited. Uh, excited and yeah. it's Christmas Eve, you know? Yep. And the Super Bowl, <laughs> all in one. Yeah. So, um, but we got up super early and got over there. The event was supposed to start at 11 and they said, get there by 1030. So we got there about 945. And, um, well, the thing is, is you get, you meet Gene in order of your arrival. So there's, oh, there you go. Get there yeah. Early, you know, it's, yeah, for sure. It's not like a lottery or anything. If you're first in line, you're first to meet Gene. So how far back were you? So I was seventh in line. Nice. nice. Uh, you know, and everyone has a guest. So technically I was 15th in line, but the, the buyer gets the numbered wristband. So I, I was number seven. And that also got us in the building super early, so we were able to get right over to where the uh, songs and stories performance portion of the experience would occur. Gotcha. Um, so for that, I was basically right in front of the stage, standing right in front of Gene Simmons. Hell yeah. And because we were first ones in, we were in there for him to come out and do the little sound check, which is always entertaining because no, I've watched some videos of other events no matter what's going on, no matter how good things sound, Gene's going to give the sound guy endless shit to test their metal. <laughs> <laughs> and he was relentless on this guy. And then he took it well. So I think he was prepared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was awesome. And then he came out and he did uh, about uh, probably about 45 minutes of just sitting there with a the guitar and, 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 playing little parts of songs and talking about writing songs and talking about the vault. And uh, 
So he he starts talking about the vault and he goes into and all the stuff is uh, on video on YouTube. If anyone actually wants to like see any of the stuff, it's all been recorded and posted and, and well, uh, from the front we'll, row. We'll put a link in, there. We'll put a link in the description. Yeah, we can put links. Yeah. yeah. So when he starts talking about the vault, he starts going into his spiel like he's he's in front of a bunch of people that haven't bought it yet. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> so go to GeneSimmonsVault.com, and there was a little pause there, and I, I, I shouted out, and I was right in front of him, so, you know, in, in good earshot. And I was like, we already did. <laughs> and he just, he busted a gut. <laughs> so so that was cool. And... um. As it as it's going on, as he's starting to like, you know, you can tell he's starting to wrap it up. Uh, Keith, the guy that runs the events, the uh, guy with Rhino Records, who's like the project coordinator, he's at all these things. He's a super nice guy, and uh, he's like, he's saying, uh, "Vinny's gonna be here in five minutes." He was running late, <laughs> and um, so Gene starts taking the, some some Q and A. So I asked him about a, a song that's a favorite of mine that that he's never really played before, and and hadn't played in any of these song and stories things, and he he played a couple riffs from it, so I was like, that was cool, sweet. And um, then he's like, all right, I got to get started with these uh, meet and greets, and headed off the stage. And then like two two three minutes later, he walks in with Vinny, and they walk out together. Nice. And uh, you know they spend about twenty minutes on stage together with with you know Gene like kind of trying to rush things along because he's like already ready to get started on the individual meet and greets. But Vinny hadn't seen him in 20 years. I was like, no, we need to like tell some stories and stay. Where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> so he kind of he was able to get Gene to stay out there with him for about about 20 minutes. That's cool. <laughs> and uh, uh, there was uh, Gene Simmons is starting up his line of uh, money bag cola. So they had cola, ginger ale, root beer, and cream soda. And they were all free, so I drank way too many sodas and was able were to take some home. But <laughs> was it any good? The ginger ale was good. I would put it. Uh, I'd probably put it uh, a little bit better than the Schweppes and Canada Dries. It's all is, uh. is they're all like boutique with cane sugar and stuff, so they're aiming for that you know more expensive soda market. Gotcha. <laughs> And uh, the cola was pretty good on par with like those, you know, like a Red Rock, a boutique uh, cane sugar cola. And then I thought the root beer was slightly below average. Uh, those root beers that I think are a lot better. I'm sure that ruined the whole experience. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I I was aware of the money bag cola and know that it's like not any place near Atlanta anytime soon. So I was hoping they were going to be there and. And I was, yeah, planning on getting a bunch of free free samples. <laughs> nice, well done. So uh, then it became time to. Uh, oh, another thing. I uh, another backstory thing is that uh, I had the thought a while ago, and fortunately motivated myself enough to actually do it. I made a Andy Samford vault, a miniature vault, to give oh, to Jim. Right. That's right. So that is, I made it. I made it nine discs, one hundred twenty-three songs, so that I could say to Gene, "Mine is smaller than yours." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, I got there's these uh, there's these little vaults CD cases uh, on Amazon, Walmart, little cheap things. They got little CD folders in them, and they 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 lock with like a you know like those cheapo safe type locks. Mm. And it was it was perfect for making a miniature vault. 
and I, you know, I wrote my name on it and wrote Andy Sanford Vault and then uh, uh, signed it and personalized it to Gene, you know, d- just like he's doing on, on his vault. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I made that for him. So they, we, we get in, we get in the, the line, they call about five groups at a time to get into the, the little line. Cause he's in a separate room for these individual meet and greets. So they're a little more personal. And, um, so we're waiting in line and I'm just like basically just like rehearsing over in my mind, you know, my little spiel about giving him my vault because, you know, I mean, I'm excited to meet him. I've 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 talked to him on the phone. That was part of the deal when I bought the vault. They were running a Black Friday promo that got you a five minute phone call with Gene. So I talked to him on the phone that time. I've talked to him on the phone a time before when I tricked him into calling me. I don't know if I've ever told that story. No. But, uh, <laughs> and I've met him twice before at two other meet and greet type things. So I was, you know, I was excited, but I wasn't like, you know, I'd met him before. So I wasn't, I was confident that I was going to be able to like, like go up there confidently and be like, Hey, here's my vault and blah, blah, blah. So, um, in, in, in doing that, I completely neglected to think to have anybody take any pictures with my phone. <laughs> so, but that's okay because I knew they t- they took they took and I got all the pictures today and put them on my Facebook. They took a ton of photos and got everything. They got me handing the vault to Gene. They you know they got us standing there with them. They got a a, a bunch of pics. It's really cool. So and speaking no of which, uh, having... we'll have a link of some type uh, to the photos. Yeah, we'll right? Figure all that out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> anyway, continue. So I'm in line. So it's uh, it's. I'm I'm next up in lines. So I'm, I'm I got my two items to get autographed, which were pictures of the two previous times I'd I'd met him. So it was, I wanted him to know that it was a personal thing, and I wasn't here to to get stuff signed that I was going to turn around and sell, you know. And because some people are are doing stuff like that, and they they initially were like letting people get more than two autographs per person, but then people were taking advantage of that, and they're like they shut that down. So. Yeah. But I just wanted him, you know, I wanted him to see that this was those pictures of me and him and me and the band, and I wanted him to sign that for me, so you know, just so he would know it was, it was for real. Yeah, real love. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's our turn, and we walk up, and I'm just like, I got to get my spiel out first before anything else happens, or I'm not going to do it. So I walk up, and I'm like, Gene, I have a gift for you. This is. The Andy Sanford Vault. It's got nine discs, 123 songs. I had to make sure that mine was smaller than yours. <laughs> and he looks at it and he's like, gets a little chuckle and he's like, "Where'd you get this idea from?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I got it from you." But I promise you, I will never have any of these for sale. This is the only one I made. It's just for you. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So uh, <laughs> he at that point he's just like he, he you know he tells us uh, you know that how much this means to him, you know, and, and it felt pretty, pretty honest, you know, I mean, he was, he felt genuine, you know, and, uh, he asked us if everyone had been treating us well, you know, if the soda guy was being nice and, <laughs> you know, checking up on everybody. And, um, so then we're getting our stuff signed and, uh, he signs my pictures and he's like, I look good there, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the other one with the whole band, he's like, I know who these guys are. And um, so Brian's getting a picture uh, of a gatefold from a 70s album where they like overdid the pyro just for the picture and there's just fire everywhere. And Gene's like, uh, oh, yeah, this is before the fire marshals started caring. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yeah, before Great White fucked it up right. for everyone. <laughs> and he looked at me and just nodded and smiled. <laughs> 
because that I don't know if you how familiar you are with that when that went down. But, oh no, yeah, you know, I remember white, that. I one hundred percent remember yeah, that, that. Yeah, set off some pyro and burned down a club. Yeah, and, burned and down and the Gene whole and Paul club. Gene and Paul were one of the guys that did the the news cycle, like doing the two rounds because they're the most famous for having pyro at their shows. And they're like, yeah, you know, we do this professionally in big places. We've got fire marshals. We've got pyro specialists. You know, we don't. We would never do something as irresponsible. As, you know, blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah, a big show at a small club are uh, completely different things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but they are. They have been irresponsible at times. But they were always able to like any fires they started. They were able to put out. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. But they did. There was one show in uh, Europe. In I want to say it was on the farewell tour, which was like the last tour with the original members, and uh, so around two thousand. And the fire marshal said no go on the pyro, so they apologized to the crowd and said we're sorry, we can't have pyro. The fire marshals said it's no go here, so you know we're still going to have a great kick ass rock and roll show, and you know blah blah blah. And so they played the show and then set off the entire show's worth of pyro at the last song. <laughs> and that is that's on YouTube and that is something to see. <laughs> oh, might have to drop a link to, uh, to that in the description. <laughs> so, uh, so at that point, he's finished signing up stuff, and we're we're taking the last pictures, which is kind of the they let you know, you know, when we do the posed photos at the end, that's kind of your sign that the time's about up. It's time to wrap it up. And Gene was just like thanking us once again. He's like, you know, when I was a little kid, I I always like dreamed that Elvis would like show up at my house and and thank me, you know, and. And I said, well, Gene, you know, Elvis was on a lot of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and that made him laugh. So that was good. I made Gene laugh like three times. <laughs> yeah, that's outstanding. Couldn't have gotten better then. <laughs> but it, it does seem like he wouldn't do this, you know, like uh, even though like somebody's paying him $50,000 to come to their uh, house or, uh, you know, you're paying $2,000 to go and meet him in person for him to hand this to you. Like he was probably he, about 40, 40 to fifty buyers, so you know he took in eighty to hundred grand minus. Yeah, expenses. but yeah. Uh, still, like on some level, he must like want to like personally interact with the fans, you know. Um, knowing, oh yeah, yeah. Knowing he's, how much is, their he, music meant to uh, them over the years. He loves being loved. Yeah. He, yeah. He so loves cool. being uh, uh idolized and worshipped and all that he he totally like like recently when they when he had a, a couple of issues come up in the news with like consent type things and they interviewed his son and he said he said my dad is he's he's a consent addict he's addicted to consent he wants consent he wants you to love him <laughs> right. if, if you're not interested in him he's not going to be interested in you so <laughs> But yeah, that was you know we we met Gene. They helped the uh, the some of the helpers helped us get the vault out to my car because it does weigh forty pounds, right? And yeah. it was raining, so they had a tarp to like keep it under because he he signed the top of it. He asks you what you want him to write, and he'll you know I picked the lyrics to one of my favorite songs of his, and you know a couple lines from that, and he personalizes it and signs it. So that's really cool. Oh, yeah. yeah, they they had a tarp to get it out to the car from the building since it was raining, and uh, locked it up in the car. Uh, came back in and hung out for a bit and then he's uh he's been doing some shows uh, on his own with uh, uh, the Gene Simmons band which has been really cool cuz they've been playing a lot of obscure stuff that Kiss doesn't normally play which is which is cool for uh 
the diehards. And uh, so his his band is based out of Nashville. That's where he found them. So they were all there, and they jumped up on stage and played about a 45-minute set of Obscure Kiss songs, which was cool. Nice. Um, you know, Gene didn't join them, which would have been really exciting, but he was, you know, he was still busy doing his individual meet and greets. And But it was cool seeing his the band that tours around the world with him. For sure. Uh, for his, his solo stuff, uh, doing a performance. And uh, then that was about it. We uh, <coughs> drove home, and I came home and spent all night reading the book. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I'm sure uh, shortly thereafter ripped everything into flack. Yeah, I've actually been working on that because uh, my normal process is using a program that kind of does it fast, and then, you know, if I ever have any issues, I'll... I'll uh, you know just go back to the disc and fix the track that had any issues, but these all the discs are like a part of the book, so they're not real easy to get in and out. So I used another program, uh, Exact Audio Copy, that that takes forever, but it it will make sure that it gets an exact digital copy of what's on that disc with no errors. Absolutely, nice. and uh, so yeah, I spent actually started last night and just finished that up this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And have you listened? Uh, well, of course you've listened to it, of course. Um, so I guess, uh, yeah. what do you think? Oh, I mean, so there's some really, really cool stuff. Uh, there's, there's like Holy Grail things that I've known about for decades and like always wanted to hear and they're, they're all there. Um, in, uh, 1977, he did some demos with, um, Eddie Van Halen on guitar and Alex Van Halen on drums. Oh, hell yeah. He was, uh. He, he was he basically discovered Van Halen and was trying to get them a deal with Kiss's manager and Kiss's manager and Kiss's record company both were like we're not interested we don't think they've got any potential so Gene like tore up the management contract he's like I'm sorry guys I couldn't do what I said I was going to do so I'm going to tear up the contract because I I've got to go on tour I don't have time to help you anymore and I know you're going to fucking make it so you know go out and and get someone that can you know work with you full time yeah and boy did they <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so before they even recorded their first album, you know, Gene did a bunch of demos, produced uh, a bunch of demos for them and then got them to record with him uh, three songs. And we've he's talked about them forever, <laughs> but nobody's no ever, one's heard, ever them. heard them. And, uh, you know, so when when he announced that they all three were going to be on, everyone got excited about that. And there's um Something I had told you about. There's uh, 15 minutes of him hanging out with Bob Dylan trying yes, to write some songs. Tell. How was that? And that's uh, uh, really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> what they talk I mean, about? Basically, they talk about writing songs. Huh. And um, basically, the story is, is that he he called the their manager or Dylan's manager and said, "Hey, I want to get I want to talk to Bob Dylan. Can you put me in touch with Bob Dylan?" And they're like, uh, eh, "He's not really available." And then they called him back and said, Bob wants to talk to you. <laughs> so so he called uh, Bob Dylan and invited him over to his house to come write some songs. And Bob said yes. And he said he showed up in a white Shoot, van. Man. The driver dropped him off and spent about six hours at his house. And then the van came back and he left. And he didn't see him again for, uh, I guess, about ten years. Around All right, town, man. Uh, crossing, crossing paths on tour. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very Dylan, Bob, Dylan, that's Dylan a very Bob Dylan Mr. story. <laughs> Mr. Kiss. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's up, Mr. Kiss? 
But it, it is pretty funny because as soon as like Bob starts get, going through a progression, Gene's like, oh, that's good. Keep going. Keep going. You know, like the dollar signs ringing in his ears. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> so yeah that's 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 cool and there yeah there's just uh yeah there's there's a lot of cool stuff and there's stuff you know that i already had that is circulated but it's all upgrades because it's straight from genes right. tapes as opposed to copies of genes tapes that got out there you know yeah right from the master yeah yeah that's awesome and you know quality's all over the place some of the stuff sounds like it came straight from studio reels some of it sounds like it came from beat up cassettes there's a couple songs that sound like they came from bad cdrs (laughs) but it you know if that's the only way it exists you know at least it's preserved now you know yeah i've listened to uh some like radiohead deep cuts with some really shitty recording quality so you know uh it happens i collect i've been collecting you know and the, the stuff that gets around collector circles can be anywhere from you know surprisingly good to barely listenable you yep. know and and i've got all of it so you know, <laughs> there you go everything on the vault is is easily listenable you know but some of it sounds awesome some of it sounds like you know beat up tapes but either way it's that's uh, cool gene simmons stuff that you'd never heard before so exactly yep. you know <laughs> and a lot of them were were songs that were presented to kiss and just didn't work out and some of them are songs that uh uh I mean, some of them are demo versions of of Kiss songs, you know. So there's, there's a lot of cool Kiss stuff, and then just I'm a fan of Gene's weirder stuff too. I, I liked his solo album from '78 that was, you know, totally different. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I like I like most of it. So uh, our reviews are probably on hiatus for a while, though. <laughs> <laughs> Between that and the Telestrion album coming out this week, yeah, just, that's yeah, been pretty much pretty all brutal. I've been thinking about for the past couple of weeks is either Vault or Telestrion. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I asked you uh, earlier, and you said you would get to it. Um, so what did you get My from gifts. his uh, memorabilia? Uh, okay, so I when they first started doing the vaults, people, some people were he gave the people the options like you can open it up in front of me, and I'll tell you about the stuff. Or you can wait till you get home. And they, you know, because it's, he always uh, termed it as like a Cracker Jacks thing. Like it's a, it's a bonus gift. It's something I'm giving to you. It's, it, whatever it is, it came from me. But some things that people have been getting have been cooler than other things people have been getting. Right. And the nature of kiss fandom being what it is there's a lot of jealousy and anger about that so you don't get to open it up in front of him anymore what well what if you insist if you insist people, okay some people like went as far as like contacting customer service and like just like demanding that they be able to open their vault in front of gene because they want to know the story behind the stuff <laughs> and so they're like all right if that's how you want to spend your time that's what you'll do okay. and that's all you'll do <laughs> But he, again, like when he was doing the, the Songs and Stories introduction part, he said that what he wanted it to be was like a Christmas gift. He's like, you don't open your gift right now. You take it home. You open it up, you know. So he, that was basically what his what he wanted to happen. So I'm like, I was totally cool with that. Right. So I wanted to know what I got. I knew I was going to be fine with whatever I got. When there, when there was arguments going on and – message boards and facebook groups whatever i stated over and over i was like 
they sell this product out in at the Las Vegas mini golf that called Kiss Air Guitar Strings, and it's basically an empty bag that you're paying five dollars for. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, and that's that's got, I think it's pretty funny, you know. Sure. And, and you do get a nice packaging that's that's labeled and whatever, but you're buying an empty bag. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so they've gotten a lot of shit for that. But I stated, I was like. If all I get in my vault is prototype air guitar strings, i.e. nothing, I'm fine with it, you know? <laughs> yeah, it still came from Gene, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, so I waited until I got home. I didn't I didn't want to get all the stuff out in the car while the car, vault was in the car. You know, we stopped and ate on the way home, and then I got home, and and I was I was dying to know what was in there, you know? I was excited, like, could it be something that, like, some of the things people have gotten are, like, pieces of his boot from the costumes and stuff and uh uh some some rare merch from the 70s and just you know a lot of cool stuff and even the even the stuff that was not as cool as the other stuff is still cool it's like backstage passes and and promo stuff and not stuff that you can just you know get real easily right so i uh loaded loaded my vault out of the car and loaded in the house and and popped open to see what i got and i got a uh, promo eight by ten from nineteen eighty, which is cool because I, you know, when I worked at record stores, I was able to get a lot of promo type stuff, and and it's cool because you kind of either got to know someone or know someone that <laughs> that will sell it to you, you know? Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I got the eight, eight by ten uh, promo from nineteen eighty. I got uh, a Christmas card that Gene sent out uh, circa ninety six, ninety seven, and it was a, a personal Christmas card that was. Uh, it was basically a, a, his gifts where he was making donations to the Elizabeth Glazier Pediatric AIDS Foundation. So it was basically letting you know that he'd made a gift in your name. Merry Christmas. Nice. And so that's cool because that's something that could only come from him. Yeah. Um. Then there was a like a trifold pro, uh, Australian promo uh, one sheet, basically promoting the uh, Australian uh, reunion tour ninety six ninety seven, and uh, one of my Australian Kiss fan buddies told me that's kind of rare to find and and uh, they're not uh, all over the place, and uh, I'd never even seen it before. It was and it's it's really nice. It's you know it's like a, basically like. Uh, three-page magazine with, with lots of cool pictures and info and stuff about the tour. Nice. And then I got a Ace Frehley solo album cover button. And I got a Kiss Animalized 1984 tour book. Huh. Which is cool because uh, that year they replaced the guitar player on tour, so it was two different versions of the tour book, one with the guy that was on the album and one with the guy that was on the tour. And I saw them pretty early on in that tour, so my my copy was the one with the guy on the album, and the one I got in the vault was the one with the guy that was on tour. So that was, and that's that's you know the old tour books worth worth the you know maybe thirty forty bucks. So, so you made out. That was, yeah. I I thought I did great. Yeah, I, I got some cool stuff, stuff that I you know wouldn't be able to just go out and get anywhere, and and I dug it, and yeah, it was awesome. Add it to the collection. Yep. <laughs> Which I'd imagine. I'm not is... one that that leaves all my stuff in packaged and and I, I I get it out and display it and right yeah yeah and I'd I'd imagine your collection is pretty extensive at this point. I mean, it's you know, 
my fun money gets divided between musical instrument stuff, records, baseball stuff, and Kiss stuff. Yeah. So I've got a decent amount of Kiss stuff, but there's there's a lot of people that put my collection to shame. Well, of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting I, you to I, be Kiss's number one fan or anything. But. I mean, when I was a kid, I felt like I was. <laughs> <laughs> and I, then I, I, I grew up and met other uh, people that thought they were. And <laughs> yeah. I, I, have, you ever seen, have you ever seen that Family Guy episode where they go to Kiss Stock? And Peter Maybe. Griffin's in, in Kiss makeup, and the other guys in Kiss makeup, his neighbor, and they're arguing about who knows more about Kiss. <laughs> pretty apt. <laughs> That's pretty much yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I put it this way: I'd imagine if I uh, ever came over to your house, that uh, I would probably be fairly impressed by your Kiss collection. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I got. I got. The library has a good chunk of uh, Kiss areas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, right on. Um, what else did you want to talk so, about? So yeah, that was anything? awesome and exciting, and uh, yeah, that was a really good time. And I'm hoping the guy that went with me, my buddy, I'm hoping he decides he wants to have a vault for himself and will purchase the Double Atlanta it experience up. so I can be his plus one and go yeah. do it all again. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that shakes out. Yeah. Well, right on, man. Um, yeah, that's awesome that that happened, and... Uh, you did great describing it. Um, so, uh, yeah, that went well. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, Andy's kiss fan friends. Um, and, uh, <laughs> hopefully I, thought, uh, I, I told people I was going to podcast about it. And I'm like, oh, post that, post that. I want to hear it. I want to listen to it. And any, yeah, anybody yeah. that's been doing podcasting about their vault experiences, people, people want to listen to it. They want to hear about how it went. I'm sure. So, uh, Hopefully y'all will uh, check out at least one of our other episodes. And uh, if you That's want fun. to follow us on. Just ignore the politics. Yeah, just ignore the politics. <laughs> well, we, want, we mostly make fun of Donald Trump or Sean Hannity when we talk about politics. Yeah, so. well, you know. Uh, but uh, The Kiss fandom runs, runs the gauntlet. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, And then maybe like us on uh, SoundCloud or Facebook <laughs> if you want to. Yeah, um, sure. Do any of that stuff if you want to. If you want to. Only if you want to, though. If you want to. Don't feel yes. pressure. Uh, it's up to you. Yeah. So, uh, once again, right. it was uh, good talking to you, as always, Andy. Yep. And uh, I will we'll talk, talk to you to soon. next time. All right. Have a good one, everybody. <laughs>